Greetings, Spartan family. Welcome to our podcast. This is your podcast host for episode four, Lake Forest Superintendent Stephen Lucas, and I am proud to bring you our podcast about the Lake Forest School District in fabulous Felton, Delaware. I am here with the Lake Forest School District Chief Academic Officer, Mr. James Dick, and together we will be talking about curriculum, testing, and all things academics. We are glad you are here and ask you to share this podcast with your friends, family, and colleagues. They can find us on most podcast providers, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Be sure to bookmark us and allow notifications so you will know when a new episode is dropped. So now, on with the show. Welcome, Mr. D. Thanks for joining me this month to share your knowledge and enthusiasm for learning with our Spartan community. We are recording this in June of 2023, and as we know, the end of the year brings us face-to-face with student outcomes, but before we get to that... Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you came to the Lake Forest School District? Yeah, thank you, Dr. Lucas. Pleasure to be here today. Um, actually, just wrapping up my 25th year in education. Uh, going back to the beginning, I graduated from Towson University over there in Maryland in 1996 with a bachelor's degree in education. I uh, graduated from Wilmington University in 2005 with a master's in educational leadership. I uh, began my career in education, teaching grades two through four for 13 years, um, starting in 1998. I also started teaching master's level uh, math courses, educational statistics, and uh, clinical assessment classes to student teachers at Wilmington University from 2003 to 2017, so 15 years of teaching at the university level. I went from teaching to the Department of Education, uh, where I served in the role of Mathematics Associate for grades K-8 to for four years. Main role there was assisting districts in the implementation of Common Core State Standards in Mathematics through curriculum assistance, professional development. Also assisted in aligning the state test that was being created at the time and is still in current use, Smarter Balanced, uh, to those standards. So in 2015, I transitioned to the best district in the state, the Lake Forest School District, where I served as the principal of East Elementary for two years. After those two years in 2017, transitioned over to the role that I'm currently in now, which is Chief Academic Officer for the Lake Forest School District, currently finishing up my sixth year in this role. Well, we are glad to have you here, uh, Mr. D, and you do a great job as the Chief Academic Officer, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do in that role? Absolutely. So in this role, I currently oversee all curriculum and instruction in grades pre-K through 12, and I oversee the curriculum instruction and assessment team, uh, the special services department, which includes special education, and I also oversee our technology department. Some of the main um, bullet points to the job description would be ensuring all the curriculum in the district is standards aligned, research-based, and implemented in these classrooms with fidelity. Um, my team and I are also developed the yearly professional development plan for the district. So after we identify initiatives that need to be implemented based upon incoming real-time data that we'll be talking about in a little bit, uh, we need to train our staff on those initiatives. So another thing uh, that we're responsible for is organizing and analyzing all the academic data as well as behavior and discipline data, attendance data, and, and use all this data to start looking for trends on what's going on in the district, the school level, uh, grade levels, and, and even in individual classrooms. We do this to look for bright spots so we can replicate good practices. 
and also for the challenges so that we can identify root causes and then design and implement improvement plans. Also, in this role, work with a lot of the federal grants to include consolidated grants. Um, without going into all of the details, a lot of this funding is used to uh, pay staff, do interventions with students, basically to improve student outcomes. Also meet with our building administrators on a regular uh, basis to discuss the status of each building, celebrate and replicate successes, and identify challenges. Uh, oversee the curriculum instruction and assessment specialists. And these are the people that are really doing the work on the ground and are the real reason I feel that this department is seeing success. Sounds like a big job. Uh, obviously, you can't do all that by yourself. Tell, us, tell me a little bit about the folks that you've got over there and who helps you out. Oh, absolutely. Um, so once again, uh, the real people doing the work here are the specialists uh, that I oversee. We have Katie Kamaji. She's my instructional technology specialist. Andrea Hamilton, who's my K-5 math and science specialist. Amy Sloniker, my K-5 ELA and social studies. Luke Pearson, my secondary math and science. Christina Gallo, my secondary ELA and social studies. Ashley Crawford, my uh, special education specialist. And we're getting ready to onboard a new individual here as the summer wraps up. Miss Sarah Potter, who's going to oversee um, our CTE pathways and also work with uh, opportunity and equity. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I know your team spends a lot of time in the schools and we really appreciate what they do working with teachers and students uh, to help improve instruction. Uh, I heard you mention the word data a few times. So how is data so important in the job that you do uh, in, in across the entire department? I look at it this way. All data that is generated serves a purpose, whether it's academic behavior or attendance. Um, the data helps to tell a story, right? They're numbers. And if you know how to analyze them properly, they tell the story of what's happening in our district, our schools, and in our classrooms. The trick is to figure out what the numbers are telling you and what the story is. Uh, and then identify the, the successes. Once again, replicate, identify the challenges, look for the root cause or causes, and then developing an improvement plan to address those challenges. As far as the data that we track and analyze on a regular basis, some of the larger ones are STAR data. Uh, we give this assessment three times a year to all students in the district. It's a standards-based assessment. We use this one data point to identify students that might be struggling academically uh, and might be in need of interventions. It's a fairly quick assessment and gives us this information. Uh, another data point we use is a Smarter Balanced State Assessment. This is given in grades three to eight in the spring, and it's mandated by the state. Standards-aligned assessment, and it assigns proficiency ratings for each student in ELA and math. At the secondary level, we give the PSAT and SAT. We give the PSAT in grades eight, nine, and 10, SAT in grade 11. So we're one of the few states that actually use the SAT as the mandated state test in grade 11, which means all students in grade 11 take the SAT. These tests are designed by College Board, which also designs our advanced placement courses. We use the data from these assessments to identify students that have potential to succeed in AP classes. This allows us to recruit students that may or may not realize that they have the potential to succeed in these advanced courses. Uh, another thing we look at are grade distributions. We look at each school, grade level, department, and classroom. What do the grades look like? Do we have anomalies developing anywhere? Uh, and then attendance data. We track attendance data by school, grade level class. 
Uh, if students are not in school, really difficult for them to learn. <laughs> well, I heard you talk a lot about testing, and I want to go off script a little bit here, Mr. D, to just uh, give me your thoughts on testing seems to get kind of a bad reputation, but it, it sounds to me based on what you're saying is we use testing uh, in a lot of ways to help develop and dev uh, devise new instruction and, and really influence what and how we're teaching. Tell us why testing is so important. All right. So testing gives us the data that we need. Once again, I keep talking about replicate success, identify challenges. Once you have the challenge, the root cause analysis, and then implement an improvement plan. Without these tests or assessments, we wouldn't have the data generated to be able to see what's working and what's not working. We basically be going off gut feeling, right? Um, and a lot of times people have different feelings. They don't calibrate the same way. So they might have different decisions based upon how they feel. The data gives us a standardized thing to look at to base our decisions off of, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So what I hear you saying is, um, you know, without the test, without the test data, we don't really know if what we're doing is working. And so we need that data to, to, to guide our, our instructions. So uh, the question is, how did the 2023, how did the district stack up in 2023 in terms of data? All right. So if we look at the state testing, uh, back to that Smarter Balance and the SAT, those two, or those two assessments um, test the subjects of ELA and math. So kind of a 30,000 foot overview here. Um, there, there are basically 14 data points that these tests generate. Two for third grade. So in third grade, we get an ELA and a math score. And then two for fourth grade, so on and so forth. So when we look at those 14 data points and how we did this year in the district, 11 of the 14 points improved from last year. So 11 of the 14 data points, we saw growth. Uh, two data points stayed the same and we did have one data point regressed by one point. So in comparison, the state averages improved in six of those 14 categories. So I feel like we're very much improving at a faster rate than the state averages. Um, while those are celebrations to be had, we also know that we can always get better. Um, and we're looking for those areas actually meeting next week with all of the principals and the assistant principals to really dig in, dive into the data and those data points that were generated and do what I keep speaking of, doing that root cause analysis and uh, our best path forward. Well, you answered my next question, which is, which is what do we do now? I uh, appreciate that. So let me switch gears on you a little bit and let's talk about summer learning. Uh, we know that uh, you know, students come to school for nine, nine and a half months, and then they have two and a half months where there's oftentimes a regression, right? They, they forget what they learned for the last nine and a half months. So we know that summer learning is so important. What type of learning opportunities are available for students in Lake this summer? All right, great question. So we have a couple different ones and I'll, I'll touch on. Uh, the first one is our Spartan Summer Success Academy. We started this uh, during the pandemic as a way to keep uh, students engaged over the summer. Uh, it's not mandatory, it's a total optional program for the students, they sign up and it's all online. They don't need to come into the schools, all this can be done from home. Uh, they practice math in our online programs that we purchase and use as a district. 
and they have access to an online library uh, where they can read books. So as of uh, today, as we sit here, 470 students have signed up for the Spartan Summer Success Academy. And then for students that complete uh, the required hours per week, they can earn raffle tickets and get some pretty cool prizes along the way and then some grand prizes at the end. So we incentivize that one. Uh, we also are going to have credit recovery at the high school. This is for the students that maybe didn't do so well in their classes during the school year. Um, they, we have 100 students participating and they have a chance to recover up to two credits uh, that they might not have earned during the school year. Uh, same thing at the middle school with credit recovery. We're running that and same as a high school with about 100 students. We have what's called extended school year and 12-month programming. This is going to service approximately 165 of our special education students throughout the summer. We have East Elementary, my old stomping grounds as a principal, running a program called Soarin' Spartans. This program is built to assist our below grade level readers. Approximately 35 students in this program. And then uh, last but not least, we're going to run some high dosage tutoring. This is for our K-5 students and our building principals identified about 15 students per building that need uh, tutoring over the summer. These students will receive two hours of tutoring a week for six weeks in ELA, and this is going to service approximately 60 students. So all in all, when all said and done, we'll have uh, around 900 students engaged in some type of summer learning. Wow, that's amazing. And we appreciate uh, everything your department's doing in that area to keep kids busy and learning all year round here in Lake Forest. So now the big question for your, uh, your department uh, what are your goals? What are your goals and expectations for the next few years here in Lake Forest? No matter what I'm doing in life, but professionally, personally, goals always look for ways to keep improving, right? So professionally, we need to keep improving as a district, as schools, as grade levels, as departments, down to each individual classroom. There's always room for improvement. And actually, uh, you, Dr. Lucas, generated the idea of what we are calling the three E's. The idea is that when a student walks across the stage at the end of their time at Lake Forest, we call their name, we hand them a diploma, that they are at least one of the three E's. Enrollable, employable, or enlistable. Once they hand that diploma, they are going to be a productive member of our society. So the enrollable part, we're looking for students to enroll in a, a college or a university. Um, by doing that, what we're trying to um, design is these students take AP courses uh, with their time at the high school, doing enrollment courses, honor courses, so on and so forth. The employable part, uh, we're working on our CTE pathways to align them to community and state needs and really trying to bolster up our work-based learning experiences for some of these students and also where they can earn industry certified credentials. So right when they come out of high school, they're employable. And then also the enlistable, right? Having students take what we call the ASFAB, the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery. And then we're also in talks about in the future, possibly uh, doing a junior reserved officers training corps. So it'd be nice, you know, it, it, I feel it's our job as a district to open as many doors as possible for our students, right? So these doors of enrollable, employable, enlistable, hopefully we could open all three for every student. Kids need to have a pathway in life after we hand them that diploma if we've done our job correctly. Yeah, I agree, uh, Mr. D. Our, our initial goal might be that we uh, 
student get one of those three legs, but ultimately we want students to have the, the option. When they graduate, they decide what they do next with their life, and that is the ultimate to a great school system. And here in Lake Forest, we profess to be the model of excellence in education, so that is our goal. Uh, that is awesome. Anything that you'd like to add from your department or from yourself? Nothing. I just wish everybody a happy and safe summer and uh, recharge the batteries and ready to get back after it uh, this coming September. Can't wait. Can't wait for it. Thank you, Mr. D. It's been a very informative session, and I think you've made it clear how important you and your team are to the students and families of Lake Forest. I look forward to the great things you and your department will do to make Lake Forest a model of excellence in education. That about does it for this month's Spartan podcast. If you have any feedback for the show, please leave us a comment. We hope you join us for episode five, when we'll hear from the newest principal in Lake Forest, Dr. Brandy Cooper from W.T. Chipman Middle School. You will not want to miss it. Thank you. Until then, take care of each other. And on behalf of myself and Mr. D and the entire Lake Forest community, we look forward to seeing you on a Lake Forest campus soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.